Welcome to the LifeWorks Lives We Love podcast, an inspiring conversation with members of the LifeWorks community. We'll hear from a variety of fearless advocates for youth pursuing lives they love. Now, here's your host, LifeWorks CEO, Susan McDowell. Welcome to Lives We Love with LifeWorks. I'm Susan McDowell, your host. Quick word about the purpose of this podcast. When I ask people why LifeWorks, why did you choose to get services at LifeWorks? Why do you choose to volunteer or donate or work with LifeWorks? The answer is always the same. It's the people and the relationships. So this podcast is about the universe of people who make up our community at LifeWorks and are all contributing to journeys for lives that we're, we're just gonna love. I am so excited to, today we have two partners in crime here. We've got Ashley Thomas, chair of the LifeWorks Board of Governors, and Kyle Ali, who is the, uh, the vice chair you will be chair next year. Yeah. And so you all are like the, uh, the power duo on the, on the board, <laughs> making so much happen this year. <laughs> Ashley is an attorney. And Kyle, you are with Google, so two very different professional tracks that kind of brought you to the universe. But we're gonna we're gonna talk a little why life works today. But I want to start with a question I always ask people, which is what are you what are you pursuing in life right now that just brings you joy? Because everybody deserves to have some joy. What's bringing you joy? Ashley, we'll start with you. Well, thanks, Susan, for having us. This is this is great to be here. Um, what brings me joy? Well, as I Move into middle age, I've, I've, I've wanted to find more balance in my life. I spent the early part of my career focused almost entirely on that and raising my children. And as they've grown up a little bit, I've got more time for myself. And so I look for opportunities to be in the moment where I don't have to think about yesterday. I don't have to think about tomorrow. Worry, anxiety, and stress um, sort of just melts away and you just get to be in that moment. And my hobbies for that purpose um, are sailing, tennis, competitive tennis, and, uh, and fly fishing. And to be quite honest, I try to do as much as I can. In fact, tomorrow I'm taking my son's fly fishing. So, um, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, and it's been great to, 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 to pursue those hobbies in the last couple of years. Yeah. I think for me, it's getting back to where I began. Um, I started my career as a classroom teacher in Baltimore, Maryland. And I taught uh, for two years, um, 10th graders, government, AP government. And in my career, uh, that job is probably where I experienced the most joy, uh, Mm -hmm. being with my students, being with their families, being actively involved in that community, not just in Baltimore, but some of the education work that I did in Nashville and in Memphis as well. Um, My career has been away from education formally, but recently uh, it circled back. I, I took on a professor position at Villanova University, and I'm teaching uh, diversity in a global economy to uh, graduate students who are pursuing a master's degree in human resources, and I'm loving it. I am loving planning out lessons. I am loving connecting with students, and I just love teaching. It's truly my passion. It's my calling, and um, it's been good to get back to it. Fantastic. Fantastic. And one of our team members, Wendy Vernell, yeah. just made a guest appearance in your class. And she, she said, it, she it, said those, those students are ready. Oh, they're, it was, they're it was ready. so much fun because uh, obviously I've had the chance to, to work so closely with Wendy during my time here at LifeWorks. And I brought her in to, to talk a little mm-hmm. bit about some of the strategies that we've pursued together, some of the mm-hmm. diversity, equity, inclusion work uh, that we've pursued uh, together. But the students 
loved having her in the class. She was so thoughtful and candid in, in her responses to some of their questions. And I was so proud, honestly, uh, to have someone that, that I really regard highly come into a space that, um, you know, I'm really investing a lot of my time and energy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it all feeds off of each other. Mm -hmm. You know, she was so excited by the students, and obviously you are too, yeah. so. If I can add one other thing, uh, and I actually thought about this before, before the podcast, um, board service, quite honestly, is something that brings me joy. <laughs> I've, as a corporate lawyer, I've, I've given advice to boards for years and years, but as I've moved into the sort of the second half of my career, um, serving on boards, and I know that's probably the A plus, you know, student um, uh, teacher pet answer, Susan. But uh, it's 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 true. I find great great joy and satisfaction in in serving others on on boards specifically. Well, that that actually gives me joy to hear that because <laughs> we're working hard together we this are. year. We yeah. are, we are, and it's great. It's great fun. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, let's uh, let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about LifeWorks. You know, you opened the door for us. So I wonder if each of you could talk a little bit about your pathway to LifeWorks and kind of what, what led you here and why LifeWorks. Sure. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I joined LifeWorks in an official capacity about maybe four or five mm -hmm. years ago. Um, I moved to Austin in 2015, and, and when I took on my role at Google, uh, we used to have this program called Local Leadership mm -hmm. that uh, encouraged Googlers to spend some time mm -hmm. with local nonprofit organizations for about a week or so, helping them work through a challenge that they were having. And uh, I was assigned to LifeWorks and started working with Michelle on some of the uh, ideas we had around how could we better onboard employees. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. Um, I loved it because it felt very familiar to me. Um, when I think about some of my students, um, so many of them experienced homelessness at different points in, yeah. in my journey with them. Um, and a lot of the infrastructure and the resources that we have here in Austin, um, we didn't necessarily have in Baltimore. And I saw some of the challenges that they faced as a result of that. When I think about some of my family members, there have been points in time where some of them have experienced homelessness along the way. and so. When I moved out of mission-based work, uh, which is what I was doing when I was in schools and then subsequently working for education nonprofit agencies in Nashville and Memphis into a corporate environment, I was still looking for a mission that I could easily tap into, something that resonated deeply. And almost from the minute I stepped in here, I felt that. I, I knew that I was in the, in the right place. And so I finished my initial project and I, I basically came back to you begging for a way to, 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 no, to that, stay. That's not how I remember it. I, I remember a email that was like, hey, could we talk about this? Yeah. And me running down the hall to Michelle saying, hey, guess what? Uh, you know, but behind that email as I was you know, typing was, was uh, desperately, uh, you know, desperately <laughs> pleading. Cool. Yes, desperately cool. pleading to to want to be back here because I, again, I, I felt like this place, the, the mission, the people, it really resonated with me. I knew that I wanted to be a part of this, and you know, whether that was being a board member, which mm -hmm. ultimately did come to pass, or uh, or just volunteering on a regular basis, I, I wanted a way to find a play, a way to to uh, to call this place home, and. Uh, and fortunately, the board was an opportunity for me to do that. And you spoke a little bit earlier about board service, and I couldn't agree more. I think the one thing that has been uh, such a, a positive part of my experience was I, I've sat on other boards, and, and 
uh, have done a lot of good work in those roles, but, but here, the opportunity to come in and immediately say, hey, I think there's something I wanna pursue. I think that there's something that we could do better for us that was diversifying our board, mm -hmm. helping our board represent our city and helping our board reflect our staff a lot better than it was at the time and to be immediately be met with what resources do you need? How can we build a committee to work on this? Let's get down to it, we're behind you. Um, that's always meant so much to me, and it's been an important part of my board journey. Well, your, your leadership was so instrumental mm -hmm. no. in making it happen, and, and at the same time, as you said, everybody was on board, mm -hmm. and we had, we had a good core group to, especially that, that first year, mm -hmm. which was during you know, the early stages of COVID, yeah. and we had to do a lot virtually, and we weren't sure how we were gonna do it, and so just the problem solving and the collaboration to, uh, to make it happen was done much. So you wanna say a little bit about what that, what that journey has uh, resulted in for the board? Sure, um, when I arrived, I think one of my first board meetings, I, I, two things happened. One is that uh, I found Clotilde Haynes, one of our longtime board members, uh, black woman, and I sat immediately to her right, and I said, I'm gonna sit here. Every board meeting that you're here, I'm gonna sit Mom. here. And then she, became, she became Mama Clotilde for me. That's how she's in my phone, is, is she's listed as Mama Clotilde. And, and she took me under her wing. And to be honest, you know, even at that time where we didn't have great representation, that representation, having another black board member, having someone that was steeped in the Austin community, it really mattered to me. It's mattered a ton to my success on the board to have someone like that say, I'm gonna take you under my wing, I'm gonna watch out for you, I'm gonna grow <laughs> and develop you. The second thing that happened in that meeting is I was very candid. I, I said to everyone that I'm looking around the room and I'm one of the few board members of color here um, and that makes me a bit uncomfortable and it's something yeah. that, that I wanna change. And that again, wasn't met with any resistance or, or uh, any frustration. Um, I think maybe it was a wake up call for yeah. folks and, and uh, I think a lot of folks were self-aware enough to say, hey, let's, let's get on board with doing something about this. And so um, we began looking at two sets of practices. First, how we were recruiting board members and became much more active about identifying uh, people from uh, black backgrounds, Latinx backgrounds, mm -hmm. our LGBTQIA plus community as well, uh, building pipeline and very thoughtfully engaging them and building out cohorts so that they can engage each other. And then working on building an onboarding sequence. Um, one of the best parts about being in this work is the mission. And we want people to be deep believers of the mission and to see themselves as ambassadors for LifeWorks. And that takes time. You have to cultivate that. You have to develop it. And so we took some of the ideas that we had started tinkering with when I was here right. working on my project on uh, behalf of Google and, and built out a, a really robust uh, onboarding suite. At the time when we started this work, we were maybe around 16% black mm -hmm. and Latinx on the board. Uh, and now we're, we're at 50%. I think we may mm -hmm. be a little bit a little over, bit over 50%. 50. Uh, we're majority black and Latinx and are doing such a good job mm -hmm. of reflecting our community, both from a demographic standpoint, but then also from an industry standpoint, mm -hmm. a perspective standpoint, an age standpoint, a gender standpoint, we look much more like Austin, and I think that's a huge feather in our cap, and I think it's a huge asset to us as we get ready to do this work moving forward. And, and moving forward to now, we have, because one of the most important jobs of being a board member is to kind of perpetuate yourself and, and further recruit and replace yourself eventually. And so now having the natural pipelines for 
diversity for representation built into the board is, you know, that's legacy creating, right, for the, uh, for the organization. But I really want to call out to the onboarding process sure. because recruitment is a piece, but having everybody arrive at the meetings and, you know, we've got, we've got amazing people on the board. Right, really and really they're interesting. <laughs> they're coming with experience and knowledge, and you know, no matter where you kind of come in, it can be intimidating. It can be intimidating for everybody, sure. right? So to arrive at a board meeting with the knowledge and the set of relationships where you can feel like you belong and fully participate has uh, has improved the entire entire board experience for folks. Yeah. So. You know, one of the things I would also add it sort of takes to a different question, but you know what sets LifeWorks apart from other organizations. And Kyle's story uh, about how he came in and wanted to make change and then, then was given the resources to do that, I have seen in my, I don't know how many years now it's been, five maybe? Four, yeah, Four. you all came in at the same time. We didn't have onboarding, so you might not have known that. You, know, you would know that now. Right, 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 right. But in those four years, time and time again, we have we have identified an initiative that we want to, uh, something we want to change, something we want to do, something we want to implement. And and we've done it, and and I won't I won't bore the audience with uh, with the finance committee uh, changes. Um, <laughs> finance <but>, committee is happening, <laughs> but um, but the same things happen there. So you have the nominations committee, you have onboarding, and how we onboard our board members. You have changes in how how improvements in the finance committee and and and, and other aspects of the organization. Which it's just it's really a breath of fresh air to be in a in a place where everybody's got the same mission, everybody's got the same mindset. And 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 the the drama is low, the the effectiveness and the e- efficacy is high, and and we get things done, which ultimately uh, leads to the effectiveness of the whole organization. Um, so, and I think I think you probably are at the top of the list in terms of initiatives that were just the outcome was stellar. Well, I appreciate that, but I do want to give a shout out to the finance community. <laughs> you know, I, I think that that there's there's something worth pointing out here, which is doing this work. Uh, in the absence of uh, a, a wealth of resources. We, we've seen uh, it become more and more challenging to be able to consistently bring in the funding that's required to, to deliver services across the city. How we steward our finances, how we make sure that everyone is appropriately supported and how we've supported our staff and, and supported this city through a really challenging time that matters, right? And so even though it, it might be boring, right? Or even though it might not be the interesting stuff. <laughs> I'm on the committee, it's not boring. Okay, <laughs> even though it might not be the interesting stuff, the headline grabbing stuff, it's remarkably important stuff. And the leadership that, that you brought and others to the finance committee has been hugely important. Thank you, thank you. Right, well, so let, let's talk about that a bit because we've actually grown a lot sure. in the last few years and we've grown during a super urgent time. And when, uh, when Ashley became finance chair, you know, you, it was kind of in the middle of all of that, and you know, you looked at it and said, "I think, I think this kind of framework we're looking at made sense when you were a uh, a twelve million dollar organization, but you're a twenty eight million dollar organization now. We need to look at this in some different ways, and we need to be super smart about how we're deploying all of these resources at a time where the need in Austin is so acute. We have to be super mindful, and and you know, we did it. You know, we are incredibly nimble." kind of well-informed uh, 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 board now, and so. It's great, I love it. <laughs> it's a fun committee, you know. It I really just, is. I challenge anybody who calls it the really finance is. committee really boring. Is. We're happening. But but to your question yes. about, yeah, to your, to your original question, which was about why LifeWorks, uh, not too dissimilar from Kyle, um, you know, very fortunate to live in Austin 
and 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 not have housing be an issue, um, generally speaking, uh, for me. And and that's the that's the immediate sort of difference is being here because housing is such a crisis. And 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 I've been fortunate, as many of us have been, uh, but really probably more foundational and important and, and fundamental. Uh, I was previously at the Human Rights Campaign working on you know, the politics of, of LGBTQ um, initiatives, and, and, and that can be a little draining. I, I got a little worn out on that, uh, but came to a luncheon for LifeWorks and recognized that my community also needs practical uh, the, ki- the kids uh, who, are, who are coming out as LGBTQ, they, they have practical needs in many cases. And so I could, I could move from political to more practical and still serve my community. And, and what's really interesting to me is when I grew up, there was no doubt that you needed to wait to come out. Like it was a very dangerous time, depending on who your family was. There certainly wasn't societal support. And I've, I've found it almost paradoxical that today society is is much more uh, accepting um, at least to a large extent but depending on the family of these kids whether it's foster care adoptive care family of origin you know there are risks that they may that they may mm-hmm. encounter including homelessness which may not even be the, the the biggest risk for them and so you know it's 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 a, it's an opportunity for me to give back uh, in an area where um, I didn't suffer right so it's like to, to much who's been given, you know, much is required, sort of uh, an obligation. I feel a deep moral uh, obligation to my community in that regard. And uh, that's sustained me for the last five years. And, you know, I think, Susan, you're going to have to show me the door uh, one day because I'm not leaving. Uh, because it's, it's Well, we've so, got a lot to do. <laughs> it's so satisfying yeah. to be a part of that. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, you know, Part of working, you know, so much of our mission is uh, is youth homelessness and the disproportionality of, of Black youth, the disproportionality of LGBTQIA plus youth, is uh, is is horrifying, and that's you know, that's a that's a reality, and uh, and we need to do more. So you know, one of your passions on the now that you know, you got the finance committee going <laughs> in the right direction, and Alan's taken that to the next level now. Uh, you know, you and I are kind of partners in housing, right? right? right. Yes. So we're, you know, you threw down the other day that it was, uh, uh, you know, you know, you are not leaving this work until not only do we have, you know, we're working on a housing project, right? And it's huge and so complex. And you're like, I'll leave when we get the next one done. <laughs> right. So you know, you're here for a while. These things take yes, a, take yes, a minute. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and housing is not the only thing, obviously, that we do, but it's so found, it's so important. It's so critical and foundational. And I, I'd really like to see LifeWorks and our organization get to a place where, and it probably, you know, it may never happen in in the sense that you know, the the problem continues to evolve. But I would like to get to a place where we have enough you know, um, housing that we, that we, we own or control, that we can put that behind us and, and really then focus on those, those extra, uh, services that I think so many organizations forget to do the wraparound services, the counseling, the, yeah. um, the education, the, the peer support. Um, so I think it's just, uh, and this is kind of the story of the, the LifeWorks board and our leadership every year there, you know, Whoever is board chair is bringing like a different set of gets. Last year, Sarah, with her focus on leadership and organizational development, was the perfect board chair to take us to you know return to site and all of the organizational change, our growth that we were going through. 
uh, you know, Kyle, your focus on on education, on recruitment, on DEI, and you know, you've had transformational impact, kind of just bringing your uh, your passions and history and. Ashley, so in addition to kind of transforming the finance committee, and you're an attorney, right? You know, you're not an accountant, right? But this was the this was the piece. But you know, you're helping us figure out how to be a developer now because that's what our youth need, right? Was it our dream scenario three years ago to say, hey, we've got to develop all of this housing? You know, we might have said, well, I really want to focus on the mental health piece or, you know, try to do this another way. But that's not the reality for our youth now. We have to be in the development game, and so. You're bringing your, you know, you also have kind of a, we share this kind of a love of the deal too. Yes, so, you know, yes, putting these yes, together and helping this. us develop the capacity because that's what the community needs from us. You know, and despite being on, on, on camera and having, you know, the lights on, I, 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 generally, I, I generally enjoy being in the background and mm -hmm. I get satisfaction from seeing, you know, the foundational things being done. And maybe that's my training as a lawyer. It's not my deal. It's my client's deal. Um, and, 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 you know, it's, 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 it's important to me that we do these things. I used to say in the finance committee, let's let's take a conservative approach with our assets and with our money, so that we can be we can take an aggressive approach when it comes to our clients and the services that we need to provide. And so, I take great satisfaction in, in trying to solve this problem, um, so that we have that 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 secure foundation to to go out and and finish the job. So. Quick, uh, quick question, and then we're going to move on to some uh, some other steps. But I want to round out one more question about board service. Some of the folks listening to this podcast may be kind of searching for that kind of level of fulfillment, or a nonprofit home, or a a way to give back. If somebody is listening to this, thinking, "I wonder if board service is for me," and they start looking around, what advice would you give them? What do you know, their passion might not be youth homelessness or, or finance. Their passion might be, uh, might be something else. What would you suggest they look for in an organization? I think it starts with the mission. Um, one of the things that has been true uh, the entire time that I've been here is that we're a pretty open door. Uh, we mm -hmm. have, we, you know, we're a pretty open door organization where you can come spend time with us. You can come see where we work. You can uh, come learn about what we do at any point in time. And I think that uh, when people do that, that tends to be the tipping point. Uh, with any organization that is mission-based, I think that when you have the opportunity to see the mission in action, you'll know. You'll know whether or not that's where you want to be. Um, and that was the most important part for me. I tend to find that's the most important part in recruitment. Once you latch into the mission, you then can find the ways that you can contribute. Um, I never would have thought that recruitment or, or onboarding was going to be the, the way that I would contribute here. But mm -hmm. I knew that this mission mattered. And then once I got in the space and discovered, okay, I've got skills that I can bring to bear. I've got knowledge that I can bring to bear. I immediately found my niche and found my role. But you have to be a believer of the mission. And I think any time that you can see <coughs> it in action, um, that's the moment. That's when you'll know. You'll know. Yeah. You know, I would say, I would say, I, I agree with that, but also add, you know, if you find a mission that that you can connect to, you know, how well is the organization done implementing that mission? Because people join a board, they're going to do something, and 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 if there is movement, if there's progress, if you know, if initiatives are, are being identified and implemented, and success is being achieved, then 
that's what the board does and the organization does and 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 what you then don't have and I'm going to speak very freely because I spent <laughs> some time on numerous boards what you don't have in that scenario is is drama like the unnecessary infighting and the politics and the one-upsmanship and the and and all the other things that can happen in the blame game and and those are those boards are out there and um they're really not any fun to be on, and yeah. and and I'm I'm not here to name any names or anything like that, but just I think when you're getting on, uh, when you're looking at a board, you know I think finding out what they do, are they spending do time they, on what matters? Do they effectively <laughs> do the, do the job of board governance, or is it is it just a meeting where everybody gets together and? It's dramatic, and and, and those are just not fun. Those I, are just I, not I fun. think it's uh, I think you're absolutely right here. What they do, I would say that there are two more things I would add to this is, one, what stage is the organization in? And what you're going to be expected to do as a board member for an organization that's just getting up off the ground <laughs> is going to look very different very than what you're going to be asked to do for an organization that's mature, Quite and mature has yeah. a strategic plan and is focused. And so you need to think about how you want to spend your time and whether or not this particular board service opportunity is going to permit that. It's not unlike uh, like employment or, or, or your professional work, right? right? Do you want to work for a startup? Do you want to work for, for a larger company where you have defined roles and you're not going to be asked to do things that aren't within your skill set? Absolutely. And, and I think that this is a point on which we agree, which is you know, our, our role as leaders of the board is to empower the leadership to lead the organization. And we have phenomenal <laughs> leadership here at LifeWorks, and that makes a world of difference uh, in terms of being a board mm -hmm. member. And right. so I think it's also worth considering who's leading, mm -hmm. do you believe in their yeah. capability and their vision, um, and you know, is this someone that you feel like you can support to drive things forward? What we're trying to say is that you are an excellent leader. Oh, thank we you. We love working with you, Susan. <laughs> I, think, I, I think there's a symbiotic relationship between yeah. the board, to, to, to kind of riff off of what Kyle's talking about. There's a symbiotic relationship between you know, senior leadership, particularly the CEO or executive director, and the board. And so you really do want, if you're looking to be on a well-functioning board, you really do need to look for and find a strong, uh, a strong leadership team, a strong yeah. leader at the top. Um, so that you're not trying to fill a vacuum, a lack of vision. So that's your first point, Kyle. Um, you know, but that 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 that's 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 huge. That's yeah. huge. You know, that's funny. So this is our 25th year as an organization, and you know, you've made me. So we've been doing some reflection, right? And we're doing you know reach outs to like the original LifeWorks board, 25 years ago, when four organizations merged to form LifeWorks, and what it meant to be a board member then versus now. Whole universe of, uh, of difference. Like I think we, you know, we didn't seem to think we needed a uh, an HR director at that point, right? Yeah, that lasted a year. Then you know that wasn't uh, that wasn't going to work. But that was a very different like level of board engagement at that time. I can feel Ashley's lawyer anxiety <laughs> like oh, yeah. like spiking uh, in the absence of an HR director. I was, I was actually I was actually thinking how 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 difficult that would be to be on a board of that an organization that size. I mean, you know, like. Well, we're a lot smaller, but still, right, right. But yeah. then, like you know, as the lawyer on the board, if I'm on a small board, it's like they assume that I'm going to take notes and take the minutes, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't do that. That's funny. That's funny. Okay, so let's uh, let's let's turn back to mission and talk youth homelessness. We we've, we've got a lot of work to do. 
we, uh, we've, we've made some great strides. We've put together a uh, kind of a system and framework that, that's working well, and we need to innovate more, and we need more housing, uh, and we're living in a community that is continuing to, to grow and continuing despite how incredible Austin is. It's not incredible for everybody, and it's really hard to live here. It's really hard to access opportunity here if you're under-resourced, if you are unhoused. And Kyle, I'm going to turn to you because you're with Google. Sure. And so, you know, you are part <laughs> of kind of this, 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 this crazy, wonderful growth of Austin yeah. and, and our future. What in your, in, in your work with Google and, and, and y'all's, you know, partners across the community, what do you think uh, corporations like Google like Facebook here in Austin, sure. how can they get, where, where are the opportunities for them to get more involved in homelessness or in other issues that we're facing in Austin? Sure. I think it starts with being a good neighbor. Mm -hmm. um, I think that so many of us have to recognize that uh, we contribute to the rising cost of housing uh, in the greater Austin area. And so when, when you inherit that kind of privilege uh, coming into the city, I think you have a responsibility to advocate for policies that uh, work towards greater equity and greater inclusion, uh, and really think about not trying to lead on this issue, but trying to support the great work that's already happening. Mm. The thing that Google and other companies have is human capital and actual capital. There are nonprofit organizations, LifeWorks included, across the city that have been doing this work for years. The thing that, that they need uh, are resources, support, and advocacy. We can bring all of those things to the table. And so when new Googlers come into town or people that are working for you know, any of the big tech companies or uh, any other company that, mm -hmm. that I know, um, this is an issue that I try to introduce them to. Uh, I love talking about how great Austin is and taking them out and showing them some of my favorite spots. But, but this is an issue that I introduce them to uh, so that they are familiar with it. Uh, and I encourage them uh, to think about, again, how can you be an advocate? How can you be a good neighbor? And how can you use both your financial and material resources to support organizations that are deeply invested mm -hmm. and have the proximity to the people that need this work done. I think Fantastic. that that's the role that, that organizations can play. <clears throat> Closing question for, uh, for both of you. Let's talk, uh, let's talk legacy. Mm -hmm. What, uh, both of you are four-ish plus years into your board service. When you, and you know, no, no Ashley, we're not letting you go. <laughs> But you know, someday, <laughs> maybe. Uh, what uh, what's the legacy you all want to le to leave the organization and our mission? Well, for me, I mean, it goes back to the things that I've 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 been attracted to to give to the organization and help with. Um, you know, whether it's the finance committee or now as board chair working on the housing. Uh, I am not in a position to, even though I actually wanted to be a therapist uh, in undergrad, I, I did not choose that route. Um, so I don't have the capability or the skill set to, to, I'm not an educator, so I, you know, the, the, the education programs, the counseling programs, the services that to me really bring our clients to, you know, the, the sort of the, where they need to be, where they want to be. Um, that to me, I think that's when you get that ta-da, and you get sort of the trophy, you get mm -hmm. the you get the diploma, you get the you know whatever it might be. I, I like the stuff right way way back in the background, as I've already talked about. 
um, financial um, you know, responsibility, um, having a good foundation that allows us to be nimble, as we've talked about. And I think we've, we've, we've largely accomplished that in the transition and the growth that we've, we've had in the last couple of years. So I feel really good about that. I think that's, frankly, I think that's there. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to continue to do it, and there are some small improvements. So I feel really great about that. And then I think, you know, the second piece is the housing. I think as we look at the difficulty uh, in this city of having stable housing for our clients, part of that is us having, you know, stable access to it. And so we've made a strategic decision to, to add more housing that we own, so, you know, become the, become the developer. Not to say that we're not also looking for, you know, landlord uh, opportunities, um, you know, here in the, in the community, but really see a push to try and change the game at LifeWorks in terms of we have Works 1 and 2, but the number of units that we can, we can house our, 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 our clients in really see that qualitatively just, you know, yeah. increase at a dramatic level. When we get there, I will feel like the legacy that I want to leave, and I don't necessarily need any accolades for it, I just want the personal satisfaction mm -hmm. of knowing what I wanted to see happen, what needed to happen in the area that I can give back happened. And then let other folks have the limelight <laughs> and, and help our clients get to that pinnacle place that they want to be in their lives. Very cool. Kyle? Um, I think part of what I hope my individual legacy uh, is when I, when I leave LifeWorks eventually is already becoming a reality, which is the diversity of our board um, and how much we've grown. I, I'd like to see us continue to sustain that, um, to grow that even more, to, to bring even more identities um, onto the board. I think for my overall legacy at, at LifeWorks, there's, there's so much good work that we're doing on the housing front. There's so much good work that we're doing on the services front. As you know, mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to uh, speak at the GED graduation, mm -hmm. um, the first time that we've held it in, in quite a while. Yep. And to just meet with those families and to see how much that moment means to them. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of you know, quantitative metrics that can support the good work that we're doing, but there's there's nothing that will feel more important than those hugs and those smiles. We're making such great progress there. I think that overall, it's LifeWorks leading the charge to make sure that the prosperity that's come to the city uh, is not a prosperity for some, it's a prosperity for all. Yeah. And there's so much that we can do at an even better level to help bring that vision to reality. My hope is that by the time I step away from all of this, that as cities continue to deal with this challenge uh, of homelessness, that they're looking to Austin and they're looking to us for the best practices. They're looking to us for leadership. They're looking to us for uh, how do you set a vision to actually make meaningful progress in a humane way, in a thoughtful way, in a collaborative way against this challenge. And we're on our way to, to being that model program. I hope by the time that I leave, we, we are that model program. Excellent. Thank you all so much. We're, Thanks for having us. We're out of time, but I, I love working with both of you all so much. And uh, this is, uh, you all make, a, make the board great, so thank you. And thank you all for, uh, for tuning in today to Lives We Love.
at LifeWorks and uh, for meeting two of our board members, Kyle and Ashley. And, you know, I think we talked about a lot of good things. Diversity, opportunity, inclusion, running with ideas and making a difference in the, uh, in the community. So thank you for tuning in and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Lives We Love podcast. For more information about LifeWorks and how you can help, please visit lifeworksaustin.org.